You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast on today, where we have a special guest, Mr. Caleb Powers. So before we get started, we're going to start in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this podcast with Caleb would be all of you and none of us giving him wisdom on what to say to give another mother who may be struggling with her son the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that she needs, or even her son to improve his relationship with his mom and even himself. So we thank you, O oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, Mr. Caleb, Mr. Caleb, it has been a long time, long time. So mm -hmm. um, many of our listeners don't know, but um, I've been knowing you for a while. I've, I've known you as a student. You graduated, left Atlanta, Georgia, and went to Savannah, Georgia, and you stayed with your grandmother for a while and did some things. So my question today, I, I wanted you to give some wisdom and shed some light on your experience leaving home with your mom, moving with your grandmother, and just tell about maybe some of the emotional experiences, some of the differences in... in Growing up, really, not not having your mom to tell you. Well, before I even say that, who was tougher, your mom or your grandma? My grandmother. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. you went from the frying pan into the fire. So, okay, I may have this messed up. I may have it messed up. Okay, so then without further ado, just talk to us. But I need you to talk to uh, talk to us from the perspective of helping another mother to get through some of the challenges that she may be having with her son. So think of other mothers who are listening. How can you help them? But you got to help them through um, their own experience. It was a bit challenging going from that perspective, um, just mostly being needed 24-7. Ah. I felt like I couldn't, what's the word? go out if that makes sense i couldn't go out i couldn't you know i feel like i had to be here all the time and at first it was cool uh to have eager to help i had a bomb doing it but when i realized okay this is every single day every single week every single month i was like i this this is getting a little bit challenging for me and then you know after COVID and everything it got worse and worse and i was like yeah i think it's time to <laughs> come back home but you um, were down there for how long? Almost three years, just about three years. 
That's a pretty long time. And I wasn't even I wasn't even staying. I wasn't even thinking about staying for that long. I was thinking about just staying for probably like probably like a year or so, probably half a year. So was anybody else with her or it was just you? It was mostly just me. I mean, towards the end, her her daughter came to give kind of help, but she kind of got pushed to the side. My uncle came. Her other son came from California. He stayed for a week, but he went back because he's you know very busy with his business or whatever. But mostly just me. Wow. How did that change you? Because there's a place where, you know, being needed feels good. But then mm-hmm. there's a place where feeling needed feels not so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of a 50-50 split, like you said. And so did you feel guilty at all for... Um, I am. Um, I feel like I got more mature in myself. I feel like I don't technically have, uh, like, outbursts with how I usually have, like, smart... Uh, what's the word? Like, back-talking um, or arguments or getting frustrated mm-hmm. or getting angry so easily. I don't technically have that but so maybe you didn't have it as much um, because it was only you too so far so you said you did not feel guilty no most part no okay but you believe it helped to mature you because you didn't have as many outbursts or talking back was it your grandma was she like a mean grandmother who you know get get helped you to get in line and to get yourself together Held you accountable, maybe? She was more of a type of person that was like, oh, you know, I don't want to be bothered. I want to do things myself. And it it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to put more, I'm not going to put all the focus on you. I'm going to put it on myself. And I guess that's what made me kind of straighten up my way, straighten up my act. Well, what part about that made you feel that way? Because, okay, so you went there because she, you felt needed 24-7, but then there are some Most things the, that she wanted to do on her yeah. own. So if yes. she needed you, then she really needed you during those yes. times. Yes, definitely. Okay. So what is it about the transition helped you to grow and mature? I would say that just overall, you know, I realized, you know, I have to, but one of the reasons why I transitioned was that I needed to you know, start getting my life together, you know, getting my life together, getting my life situated and just not, I personally felt like, you know, not helping someone 24 seven was going to help me in that state. So I not too long ago, I don't know if your mom told you, but my mom recently passed and I spent the last few months going back and forth, helping her. And kind of like you said, there is something about that process that matures you, or I should say that journey, it matures you and it helps you to, I think one, it helps you to come outside of yourself, not so much think about you, but it helps you to be responsible for thinking about the health and well-being of another person. But at the same time, you do have to take care of yourself in the meantime, because sometimes you can be so busy taking care of others that a lot of people have been known to get sick themselves from not taking care of themselves. 
So what was your, after being there for three years, what was your point, the breaking point in saying, it's time for me to go back? I would say that just when she got to the point where she couldn't move and was stuck to the bed for months and months in hand, it it was a lot on me because that was when I was still working at the hotel and it just coming in from the night shift and then coming home and then having to, having to focus on her was just mm-hmm. a bit too much. That was a, another part-time job or, or full-time job, right? Yeah. And even when I was doing that, even when I got home, it's like, okay, I get home, make sure, you know, she's good. She eats something. And then I go lay down. And by the time I wake back up, it's time for me to go back out. She was pressuring me about like, oh, all you do is, you know, eat, sleep, and you go back to work. And it's like, <laughs> like you know that's the only thing i could really do but besides besides all of that the breaking point really was just okay she's stuck to the bed she can't walk she's been through rehab facilities is in the same condition she was in the game i'm not seeing progress you know i'm, I'm mostly feeding her eating the kitchen you know feeding her you know fast food chinese food you know all this stuff almost every day and i can't like fully cook and you know what she's not doing it she needs some one professional to help her in this current state and i can't do that wow how old is she caleb 72 72 okay wow that's not old really not old wow what what is her actual diagnosis she has diabetes i'm not sure which type um but she has diabetes she has degenerative bone disease and some other stuff i can't fully remember what it is but those are like the only two i know by heart so so what other changes did you make as a result of the transition of being in savannah with your grandma and working i would say just having time management um Uh with changes i understood like okay i thought you know working and dealing with like customers are dealing with people it's going to be easy and no it was good let me hop in for a minute mr caleb powers because (laughs) i do remember mr caleb powers kind of like sort of thinking that the world evolved around him and so when mr caleb powers got an attitude about something mr caleb felt like something needed to be done because i'm not happy about this thing and so the reminder is when you are in school, school is a training ground mm-hmm. for the real world. And so if you have challenges with your classmates, you're having challenges with people at home, you're having uh, challenges with getting up because I do have you on video. One of those videos talking about um, getting up in the morning I think it was uh, somebody was still waking you up at that time. That might have been 11th or 12th grade. And so a lot of those things that we take for granted in high school, that it's a training ground. It's time for you to develop those skills. Many times Mm -hmm. people or young men, they think that the training ground is when it starts when I get the job, when I go to college, when I get my first house or when I move out. No, that's a continuation of the behavior that you were exhibiting in high school. And so 
you found that out. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did you find out? That, like I said, the, the whole getting up, it was at, at first it was a hassle. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I was like, you know, getting up in the morning, but as you know, weeks, weeks got on, I was like, okay, you know, I need to do this. And then of course I got to the actual curve where people were like, or I got to the actual curve where people usually are like, uh, you know, I don't feel like going to work today, but I have to go. And the earliest I ever got up was like four in the morning. And I hated that. But <laughs> I said, you know, I got to do what I got to do. At the end of the day, I'm going I'm to get back home. And now, nowadays, I wake up seven, six in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of used to it now. But so what yeah. was your reason, what was your reason for feeling like you had to get up? You had to go. Like, this is my uh, job. What was your I didn't want to get fired. <laughs> so you started like and having your own money. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, I mean, I'm, I'm usually the type of person because yeah, I even told my mom recently, like, you know, I'm usually the type, type of person to not really want to ask people for money. I mean, if there's, you know, if there's an option where I can, I'll take it. But I personally don't like having to ask someone else for money, especially mm-hmm. knowing that I, I don't have to pay them back. Um, yeah yeah i think all of us are like that Um, (laughs) well you know there are some people who like homeless people Mm -hmm. we had some people that we had encountered and we were trying to actually help them and the police was actually called and the police officer said they don't want any help they, they don't mm-hmm. want any help. We try to help them all the time. They, even when we try to take them to the homeless shelter, they don't want to go. So they some homeless mm-hmm. people, believe it or not, actually want to be on the street. So there people have different mindsets. But uh, around the area where we are, we get to see that a lot. But police officers, they deal with it on a daily basis. So when somebody mm-hmm. tells you that, oh, they 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 don't want any help. <laughs> they want very specific help, yeah. but not the help that you think that they want. So each and every one of us is very different like that as well. You know, you had a reason for going to work. Your reason was you like money. You didn't like asking anybody. So that was your drive for getting up at four in the morning if you needed to. And that mm-hmm. is your drive now for while you're back in Atlanta, you're ready to get on and popping back to walking so that and, you can uh, some money. Another thing that I also experienced was even with working, you know, some jobs would be like, hey, do you think you can come in? And especially <laughs> like my off days. And at first, when it happened, like, yeah, sure, you know, I'm not really doing anything. I'll come in. And I kept going over and over and over and over and over. They kept calling me. And I got to a point where it's like, okay, I need an off day. I don't want to come in. But then me, knowing me, I felt bad not coming in on, you know, days that they want me to come in. Because you knew and, they needed you. Yeah, so. Oh, so you're one of those big-hearted people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they called you because they knew that you would come. <laughs> some, so anytime some someone your, called out, they would rely on me to call. Right. Some of your colleagues, they saw the number coming in their phone and they were like, 
uh-uh, this is my job. I ain't even answering it. Uh-uh, I ain't even answering it. <laughs> they put the phone down, you know, or some people had an attitude. Uh-uh, I can't come in. It's my day off. Mm-hmm. So, but not Caleb. Caleb Power said, uh, I'll be there. So, but that's that's good in some ways, you know, because it shows that you are dependable. It showed that, hey, we can count on him for this particular thing. You know, there's always people on jobs that you depend on for certain things. And that was your thing. To me, that's a sign of being dependable. So that's definitely something that you learned from high school and coming out of high school. You learned how to make yourself marketable, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. One of the good things about that was the ways I got that job was my boss was my grandmother's, I guess she was one of her church friends, but she was like a very close friend of hers. So that's how she was like, oh, you know, you want a job? And I was like, yeah. I thought I always wanted to work in the hotel industry. And she was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, interview you this day and you can start next week and boom. Amen. God is good. Well, sounds like he's going to come through for you again like that. Based off of the phone calls that we made today. Let me tell you something. A good name. A good name. That's what you want. Do you know why? Because people can make the recommendation. You don't want people saying, hey, you know, Caleb, he needs a job. (laughs) Caleb Powers? Oh, no. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I'm not recommending him for nothing. You seen that boy that? So, but that's not your story. You changed and you made a turnaround. And now, you know, good things come your way when things like that happen. Amen. Amen. So, Caleb, as we bring this to a close, is there anything that you would like to say to a mother, a grandmother, anybody to help their road in dealing with their son or grandson i would say that keep pushing life is challenging in creative ways i would say you know keep going through the tunnel because you never not you may not know what's at the end of the road and yeah there's always something out there for each person you just have to go out there and find it that's it that's right that's right amen okay well we're going to close now i'm going to close out in prayer but thank you so much for being our guest and thank you for giving us these golden nuggets sometimes (laughs) our knowledge and our experience it just seems like you're just talking but believe it or not it can be something profound when somebody else is listening so you never know what you may have said today that uh that will change the life of someone uh, who's listening. So thank you so much, Caleb. No problem. Bow bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this awesome story for Mr. Caleb Powers. Thank you, Lord, for giving him the wisdom to share his knowledge and experience with us. Father God, I pray that there was something that was said that will empower, inspire, and educate another mother who is maybe at a place or a point of just not knowing what else to do. We're praying that Caleb said something today to enlighten and inspire her. 
So we thank you, oh God, for just allowing him to be here as our guest. And we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Lord, fill Caleb back up and continue to give him wisdom to move forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Powers. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.